Welcome to Outlander with Friends Podcast, where we talk about our favorite Outlander episodes, favorite whiskeys, and all the other bits that nobody wants to talk about. This podcast is not for the faint of heart, so if you've read about it or watched it, we're going to talk about it. Clutch your pearls and pour a dram. It's time for Outlander with Friends. But before that, before all of that. Before all of that. Welcome back, everybody. I know we're That's on right. a Droughtlander, but we're still out here doing Outlander shit. And with that being said, um, Terry, tell me all the things and all the things now. All the things and all the things now. Um, there is a picture that I did not publish and may not publish, but Ivy might or might not just get to see where I'm sort of squished right up against Sam's chest in a giant bear hug. What? Yeah, I have a picture from a past convention at Sassanac City where I am in a Duncan and David Berry sandwich. I'm the filling in that sandwich. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's very filling. Very filling. <laughs> New kink unlocked. Um, I was able to show Sam uh, and Charles a picture of that sandwich. Hey, guys. Can we recreate this sort of a how it started, how it's going? And Sam goes, yes. <laughs> and he turns toward me and I turn toward him and he reaches past me and he grabs Charles by the waist and he yanks Charles into my back, which slams me right into Sam's chest wall. I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> I'm just like. Before we go on, before we go on. When your head, I need details and I'm going to stop you several times during this conversation to ruminate <laughs> and marinate and all the things. So my first question, when your face entered that little the nook, that's what I like to call it. Cause you're pretty tall. So like you ended up in the nook or close to it, right? Close to the, it. The, close the to jawline it. and the shoulder, yeah. the clavicle. Yeah. What did yeah. Sam's nook smell like? <laughs> I know that sounded, but it is what it is. This is so unfair and so unsatisfying. He was not wearing cologne and he didn't really smell like anything. <laughs> I didn't smell clean laundry. I know. I'm so sorry. I am. Re- I apologize to the entire fandom. You didn't even smell him. <laughs> what is... Fuck. What are we paying you for? I mean, I know you're not getting paid for this, but still. Come on. How am I supposed to vicariously live through you if you're not going to do the things that I need you to do when you meet these people? Well, there's things I can tell you. His t-shirt was incredibly soft. You know how you always come up with a good comeback? Like days later, this would be yesterday. I came up with the perfect, oh my God, this is what I should have done. Should have closed my eyes. And just like inhaled and had the photographer say, her eyes are closed. You have to open your eyes. Nope, you can't make me. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here with my eyes closed the entire time. And then they would have to retake the picture. I think that's the kind of shit that gets you um, kicked out. But I would not stop you from trying. I could have got away with it at least one time. I know, right? I'm but just like, saying. Um, after you sit there for a few moments and with your eyes closed, they're going to realize that not only did you fall asleep, but you're dreaming and drooling all over them because that's what I would be doing. 
<laughs> like, Terry, wake the fuck up, man. <laughs> I don't want to. When the picture was over, which was rather quickly, it was there was a lot of like fanning myself and jumping up and down. I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I did it. I would have swooned. Yes. I, I swooned the, afterwards. I would have my pearls. I held it together pretty well, I have to say. But you know what? So here's my here's my thing. It's not really a claim to fame, but I'm going to claim it anyway. And the people who have been here for a few days with me are already really sick of hearing this, but I don't give a shit. I broke the ice for y'all. So every picture that you have seen where Sam and or Charles and or Sam Charles and Duncan are just squeezing the living shit out of people. I believe I was the first one to actually ask for that on Saturday and it broke the ice for everybody else. <laughs> You're welcome. Hug. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, because we- before that it was all arms around the waist and props and, you know, smiles and everybody was kind of a, like a little trepidatious about asking for stuff and i just thought i would not have it i would not have i'm there was there's got to be a point where they stop me from asking for things i'm like i want to actually (laughs) hold you and cradle you in my arms while i sit on charles's lap like there's nothing that i would not ask for i need you to tell me what my boundaries are tell me what i can't have that poor boy he went in there, a convention virgin, and he left. A pro. <laughs> and it was not our fault because they made it their mission to break him in, to pop his cherry, and boy, did they. Boy, did they. He looked. I'm telling you. Did you Did you guys get an opportunity to ask them any questions? We did. We had to... For the panels, we had to submit our questions in writing ahead of time because people get tongue-tied. So about two weeks before the event, um, we had to submit our questions by email. And they printed them out on little cards. And Sam's agent, Steve, read them, which is a format that's been going on for about a year, year and a half Um, they do it at wizard world now and they do it at New York comic-con when Steve has all those cards, that's people submitting their questions ahead of time, because otherwise you fuck up your own question. Like you get in front of Sam Hewen and he turns the, how do you fuck up? Will you marry me? Like, how do you fuck that up? (laughs) I like, I would never forget that question. Like, I'm going to ask that question every single time I see that man, like, that's not going to be something I mess up. You're already married, Ivy. I know, Need but I guess what? You. So Lizzie, I don't know if you remember her from like season six, but she's in the throuple. Okay. Okay. All right now. Don't judge. No judgment. I'm just saying. No I can judgment. be your play wife. It's not even that serious. Like all I'm saying is that is a question that I would not forget. <laughs> Well, most of the time people aren't asking Sam to marry them and they have questions that have like sort of a context that you have to give and people the wind context up is I want to be yours forever. Will you marry me? Well, <laughs> that's your context. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> so yeah, we did get to ask them questions. Um and because we had to adhere to the SAG rules, oh, they we stuck. could not ask them about about, they did suck. Ugh. 
Well, we had to stick to non-outlander, non-production questions. And it was really actually kind of cool because we got to ask them more about themselves than the characters that they've played. And so we got to interact with the guys throughout the day. We had them for a total of 12 hours. And part of the time... I like the way you phrase that. Each... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it was worth every penny. We had a panel and then we had photo opportunities and we got them to sign autographs. We got some serious small group interaction. We talked about all kinds of shit. Jesus, I asked Duncan about scuba diving and his trip to Italy. And Charles talked about the Fergus Festival. And he talked about his friends that he made in Scotland. And Sam talked about his new Harley Davidson that he bought out in California. And I had talked too much because I'm not shy. We all know this. Spoiler alert. I'm not (laughs) shy. Yeah. And I wanted other people to be able to ask their questions. But when Sam Hewen pulled out his phone and called up the photo of his new Harley from California and like showed it around the table. I had to bite my tongue not to be like, you know, Arizona Bike Week is in April and we have Megadeth come and play. So I'm just saying like, that would be an awesome thing that you should come and do. (laughs) Did I say that? No, because it was other people's turn and I'm just nice like that. I can't help it. <laughs> um, you are a better person than I. Speak up or forever hold your peace is what my my mantra is. <laughs> <laughs> the speak up or forever hold your peace is what got me the bear hug between Charles and Sam. Hey, folks. So, sometimes you just, you got to know what you want and then you got to go get it. It they is say better to ask forgiveness than permission. That's a fact. Close mouths, don't get yeah. fed. So... <laughs> Man, what an incredibly <laughs> fun day for you. I'm so jelly. Yeah. I want to hear more. Yeah. So is Charles, where oh, is he man. from? Canada. Where in Canada? Near is Toronto. From? Near Toronto. Yes, yeah. I felt like he had a very uh, North American accent. He does. He, he sounded like he's from It here. was funny because he didn't, he didn't apologize too much, but he was very polite until the point when he started calling Duncan an asshole which yeah. was great. Oh my God. It was so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the end of the night, they were all, well, I, I personally saw Sam go from a gin and tonic to a dram of scotch to a shot of tequila in the space of about 90 minutes. And you know, I know to be that fair. I was not with him that entire time. So to be fair, if I were in that situation, I don't know how many people were there, but my social meter only goes to a certain level. And after a while, I need some liquid, you know, courage, not even courage. I just need some libation, right? To deal with a lot of people. Social lubrication. lubrication? <laughs> social lubrication. Yes. Yeah, it was a good yes, time. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> But I could see, like, I, I, I would probably have that same type of, um, sorry, my dogs are here and because they're running from the storm, they got here last night or the night before last. Oh, 
and it's been a while since they've been up here. So they are running up and down the stairs like they've lost their damn mind. So I apologize. That's okay. I'm in a hotel room and there's doors slamming and air conditioning kicking on and all kinds of, I'd be surprised if a siren doesn't go by. Everybody drink if a siren goes by because that's an (laughs) Obsassanax thing. That's a drinking game. (laughs) I mean, are you hanging out in seedy areas? Like, why is there always a siren going off somewhere? I can't help it. I am between events right now. Sassanac City had the social with Sam and Duncan and Charles. And this weekend, starting on Friday, it is an event for The Last Kingdom. So we have nine cast members coming in at various times. And we start on Friday afternoon. And so I'll get to meet... Uh, Thea, who played Skade on The Last Kingdom, among other people that I, I met last year. and But I'm super excited because I actually get to meet the King of Scotland, Constantine, who also played Benedict Arnold on Outlander. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to meet so him on Friday. You got to become besties with him because he did a really good job. Season seven, historical figures... He was my favorite Dude. peripheral actor during this first Things part. are in motion already. Yep. He's our new best. He's in my sights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to have a fun-filled week. I, on the other hand, am stuck inside until living this through hurricane, a hurricane passes through. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Sucks to be you. For at least three oh, days. Did I say that out loud? Damn it. <laughs> For at least three days. And then things will get exciting again. We'll see what happens, but. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had such a incredible, I guess that was Monday, right? Or it Sunday? was on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I took notes. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh my God. Okay. One of the coolest things, I didn't get to do this, but I have to plug Sassnack City because she doesn't just do these events. Like when Gina has Sassnack City events for The Last Kingdom or for Outlander, There are always raffle prizes, and the raffles are to benefit Camp Encourage, which is a camp for autistic kids. Mm. And we're still waiting to find out how much money was raised, but I will tell you, mucho, mucho thanks to Sam and Duncan and Charles, because they all agreed to do this. You threw your raffle ticket in a bucket. And they each drew one raffle ticket from the bucket with their name on it. And that person got a 10-minute one-on-one conversation with them. Oh, that was nice of them. It was amazing. I talked to Jody and Stacy. That's who Jody had a 10-minute private conversation with Sam. And Stacy had a 10-minute private conversation with Duncan. And it was so freaking cool to hear about that. Because basically... You got to check out Jody. Her Instagram is to better to sleep. And she was so hilarious talking to Sam. She went on this live with Outlander TikTok and Sassanac TikTok. And by the end of her description of the 10 minutes, everybody in the comments was like, so Jody, you did not meet Sam Hewen this weekend. Sam Hewen met you because you were the fucking bomb. She entertained him and he was just like, come on, let's go. Let's keep talking. We're going to keep talking. He shooed away 
the person telling them that the time was up because he was still engrossed in what she was saying. And I'm like, that is the fucking best. That is so cool. <laughs> She's a good conversationalist. Yeah, she is a good conversation. But I can't say enough about how laid back these guys were. And just now they did. One of the things was for all the panels and for all of the small group sessions, we weren't allowed to have any phones. It's almost the best part. They didn't have to worry that any weird shit that they said would be recorded or any strange expressions or whatever would wind up on social media. And it kind of freed them to just go off in weird directions. I mean, some of the conversations (laughs) got really, really weird. They were just giving Charles such a hard time because he's so sweet and innocent. Oh my God, he's 22 years old. That poor kid has no idea. (laughs) how this fandom is going to change his life. And I say that in the sense that you'll never be the same again, kid. Women in this fandom are going to do some weird shit. They're going to do some inappropriate (laughs) shit. They're going to say some things that'll make your mama blush. So good luck out there and welcome. Welcome (laughs) to the Outlanderverse. Strap in. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not one of those people, but I've, you know, I've only got to meet just, my favorite character. Just change one letter. <laughs> just change one letter in what you just said. And uh, yeah, that was a topic too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> For those who can't see, Ivy is about to spit out whatever she's drinking. What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm actually drinking a, I'm drinking a Chardonnay in honor of this episode of Men in Kilts. Very nice. Oh, yeah, I'm having wine. <laughs> right there is a good segue. I am having an old-fashioned that I got at the hotel bar because I don't have a supply of whiskey here with me in my room, sadly. Or gin. Yeah. Um, my special request to the hotel did not go through, which was get me a bottle of Sassanac gin for my room. I yeah, What can you do? Yeah, I mean... I mean, you got to take it up with the, dist- the distro, man. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if... If you had used your time wisely, Sam would actually have known what hotel you were staying in and what room number and have it delivered personally. (laughs) But because, you know, we're good girls, but it is what it is. You know how you're sitting in the shower, you're like, man, I wish I had said that. Or man, I wish I had, like, you have those conversations that you replay. I have fictitious, if I were there, you know what I mean? I wasn't there. I would never do yep. these things in real life. Like I got an opportunity to spend two days with Graham McTavish. I did not do any yep. things that I had said I would do because one, I'm a professional. Exactly. Shit is weird. Okay. That shit's weird. <laughs> but once I got into the shower, that was a different story. And <laughs> my alter ego was like, bitch, why didn't you um, <laughs> lean in? <laughs> Can I just repeat that? The first giant bear hug of the day was Sam Hewen turning to me, reaching past me. I did wind up with both of my arms wrapped around his torso, but he was wrapped around Charles's torso and just yanked that poor boy right into my back. And I slammed forward into Sam's chest. Everybody, please just take a moment of silence to contemplate that for me. Thank you. That is what I'm talking about. I say these things, but that's my alter ego. My alter ego is reckless. She's out of control. Yeah. And she doesn't give a fuck. And she always comes up with the right response a couple days late. 
Like always. Yeah, I have one of those But like yep. Ivy, Ivy's a professional. I'm going to go in there. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Love your work. Let's take a picture together. Cheese. And then I'm going to walk off. Thank you. And then I'm going to pee a little bit. And then I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> keep it moving. You know what I mean? But oh my god, my reckless side, so I have, that side that she just, I don't know what her problem is. She wants yeah. it, but she doesn't. Oh, there was a, a great question. There were two great questions I have to tell you about. One was somebody asked Charles to describe his first date. And instead of describing it, he reenacted it. Oh my God. With who? Sam. (laughs) Sam was the girl in the scenario. I love (laughs) it. No matter how many times I repeat that, I am never going to not laugh at that. So Charles was like, you know, we went to the movies and I had to do the move where you do stretch and you put your arm around the girl. But wait, Sam, I need like I need somebody to do this. So Sam, come over here. So Sam sat down next to Charles and he does the like the stretch and the move and he puts his arm and Sam is just kind of sitting there like all scrunched up like a girl. And, you know, because women like we tend to shrink and men tend to spread. So Sam is like real small. And Charles is like, yeah, I put my arm around her, but I didn't realize that I put my arm on her hair. So she watched the whole movie with her head all the way back. Because I was pulling her hair. (laughs) Fucking hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. And Sam was the girl. And because I can't stop saying that. (laughs) That's the best part of telling the story. Okay. My last thing. And then we can start talking about this last episode. Actually, I have two last things. Okay. Did anyone ask Charles if he was wearing a wig? He was wearing a wig. And yeah, why he, he grew his to, hair. Yeah, because I thought he grew his hair out for it. He did grow his hair out for it. I There wasn't an explanation of why. I guess it just wasn't long enough by the time they started production. Mm. But I will tell you, that boy has a beautiful head of hair. That was my second Absolutely question. Did anyone get an opportunity beautiful. to smell and or touch? I'm a very kinetic no. person. I need... I need to touch and feel things in order to appreciate them. It is probably a good thing that you weren't at this event because Absolutely. that will get you banned. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know these things about No, people. nobody ran their fingers through Charles's hair, but it was glorious. It looked like it was. Yeah. Duncan looks like he has very like strong, luscious locks as well. Like when he grows his hair out. When he grows his hair out, I think he does, but um, he had it in like a little half up ponytail. Mm. So he had some of it pulled back in just a tiny ponytail on the back of his head. Sam's hair was chef's kiss. It was fantastic. He walked out on stage. He was in head to toe black from As the t-shirt to the black boots to the black hat. Hey, last time to the black hat on his hip. Last time that I did a Sasnak City event with Sam, he was wearing a jacket. So I very much appreciate the t-shirt and one of my pictures with him is the MPC Flex Friday Flex. So I had to go for that too. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's too bad you guys didn't get to talk about men in kilts because in this episode, that cold open was everything. When they came, when yeah. Graham is standing outside of the camper van. <laughs> oh my God. The sequin robe. Oh, 
Holy oh my goodness. Shit. I'm like, this is the absolute best. This was probably it was one of my favorite cold, so o- most bad. favorite cold opens that they've had. It was so cute. Oh my. Yeah. They, totally. I enjoyed this episode. The f- there was a point that they were in, they're on their way to go see the bees. And I swear, I thought for a second that book nine was going to come up, but I'm almost right? certain that neither one of them read it um, because why? And then they were talking about tell the bees that I'm coming. And I'm like, I'm are here. They, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm like, coming. are they teasing us? Are they going to really? And they never did. And I'm like, oh, what a letdown. I, I know, kind of, I know. Didn't say tell the bees. They the didn't bees follow on. through. Yeah, it just oh, what a disappointment. But I was thinking so during this the bees segment of this episode was my favorite, and I remember so I got it in my mind at the beginning of COVID to like start a bee garden because um, you know everybody finds a hobby when you're isolated. Um, sure. Before we actually went into like full isolation, I went to one of my friends. He's a coworker of mine. Well, actually, he was never a coworker of mine. My friend that is a coworker was staying on his ranch. He lives on like this huge, several hundred acre ranch. And uh, he's like, hey, I remember you saying that you wanted to learn like about beekeeping. My friend has bees. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go out there. And I did not, one, know that there were different types of bees there's Russian bees and there's, you know, North American. You didn't know that? Hell no. <laughs> I didn't know shit about bees back then. Uh, but so he had Russian and Italian bees and he was like, they all have their own personalities and each regional bee has their own like cultural nuance. There's a certain yeah. way that you raise these type of bees compared to like the Russian bees compared to the Italian bees and the French bees and all this stuff. And then, uh, one thing I did learn about these Russian bees, because like there was some weird shit going on when we were looking at the beehive, and there was a bee being like assaulted by like a gang of bees, and I'm like, what's going on there? And he's like, if a bee does not, if he's not carrying his weight in the hive, they drag him out and they basically execute him and like kill they gave him. him a code red. They gave him a code red. Yeah, and like executed this bee and like <laughs> threw him out of the hive. Or he said sometimes there's like imposter bees that will go in there and try to like act like the rest of the bees, but they're like, something don't smell right. Something's not smell like not passing the smell <laughs> test. And they will literally send out their like mafia bees to go handle it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. Oh my God. I was like, holy shit. I did not know that. So I learned a lot about bees in that little. And so I realized like I'm not a bee person. I'm not going to raise bees, but he did tell me which flowers to plant that would pollinate or, you know, help with the pollination. So my front yard is covered in wildflowers that attract bees. So that was my contribution to the preservation of bees, but I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't know that about bees at the time. And I learned much during this segment. That is very cool. Very cool. My COVID hobby became Outlander. So we all know uh, where, how that's going, how it yeah. started and how it's going Definitely. is, yeah. I gave up <laughs> I on my hobbies like I have. Nothing. And just, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's the thing about my hobbies or like my interests. Like I'm interested in a lot of things. So I go like nose deep in it. So at the beginning of COVID, it was bees. And then I started watching the great uh, British baking show. And then I started baking oh, okay. all kinds of shit. Like I have so much. Oh, my there. husband watches that. 
Yeah. And then I started watching this documentary on how diseases spread, like infectious diseases. And then I started, okay. I watched uh, the Planet of the Apes and I got like so interested because you don't remember <laughs> Planet of the Apes, but that virus. Yeah. It is scary when you watch like Contagion and Planet of the Apes at the beginning of a global pandemic. <laughs> that Absolutely. might not be the best idea for everybody to to participate in. Yeah. And I, and I, so it sent me down a tangent, right? And hence how I ended up going to school for epidemiology. I just graduated like two months ago. I mean, I lost oh interest God. very, very quickly, but I had no choice because I'd already started the program. So I was like, <laughs> I got to finish this thing. Might as well finish this degree in epidemiology. I mean, what else am I doing with my life? I, mean, right? so, I could be doing so many other things, but it took up so much of my time. And I'm like, Ivy, what the hell? <laughs> What the hell are you doing? But I guess, you know, now that I have graduated and, you know, once I finish my dissertation, I'm probably never going to do anything with it. Never. I just went to school for four years uh, for no reason. In the meantime. Seems legit. Yeah. In the meantime. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was a very interesting part of the segment. And my other favorite was uh, the cow milking. That was absolutely the funniest part oh my of the God. episode. I am not kidding you. It was so funny. I swear to God, I will go to my grave believing that after the cameras stopped rolling, one of them, at least one of them got shit on. Yeah. <laughs> like, or they had to, they could only use the stuff from the beginning of the session, this segment, because I will always believe that. Girl. Because how could they not, you know? Well, but- at one point, Sam was like. Ooh, it's got it's got something on it, and I and they they zoomed in a little bit. It's like a little bit of shit. <laughs> He's so delicate. He's like, oh, it's got it's got something on it. <laughs> but my thing is this though: Why were they dressed up so fancy to go milk some cows? Oh my god, yes, I was they like, were wearing, wearing button up shirts and ties. To, and let's put like big aprons on you, dressed up gentlemen. That was really weird. I didn't understand. Yeah, why. And, and they didn't take. You know what the cool thing was? They both have they both have really big hands. Yeah. Why didn't they take the milking machine and stick it to their palms? Because that is a thing that you do. I was five years old when I was introduced to a milking machine, and they my grandpa stuck it to my palm. I'm like, you have to do that. That's I've never oh, used a machine to milk a cow before, but I've I've milked goats and I've milked cows before, and it's not easy. It's have not you easy. Really? Yeah. Well, my no, grandparents had a farm, and then. When I was in South Asia, I visited a lot of farms with a vet and I okay. was like, oh, I've never milked a goat before. And I did. And it was weird. I don't like it because <laughs> it's like you got to get the right <laughs> grip. And if you don't, speaking of funny, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I just remembered something. Uh-oh. Graham's face when Sam said he's never held a teat before. <laughs> yeah. Girl, I fucking oh my God. immediately deceased me. I, I am when I said dead. he threw yes. me into a coma, girl, rest in peace. 100%. I was absolutely done. Dead. Like you can't be serious right now. Like, are we keeping this? Because this, this this dude just said he never held a teat before. <laughs> oh God. I was waiting for the line from book seven about when Jamie made Claire the knife. The line that we never got. Oh, yeah. He gave her the knife, and she's like, it fits my hand perfectly. How did you know? (laughs) We didn't get that in the show. Uh, I know the size of your grip, Sasnak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh it's my so god, funny. that was so funny. And then they went into this whole diatribe of like meet the Fockers when he's like, Oh, you got teats? <laughs> you can milk them. <laughs> you can milk it. <laughs> can you Anything milk me, Fockers? <laughs> Jeez, that was hilarious, man. Oh, God. That was, okay, so I had a favorite segment, but that was my favorite moment. That was the funniest shit. Like, I fell out. I watched this episode three times, and I fell out every time I saw that episode. (laughs) That scene, I was like, oh, my God, Graham's face was classic. He was like, bitch, are you serious? I don't know if I can even come back from no, that I'm conversation. Just, I want to know. I want to see the B-roll. I want to see behind the scenes. Oh, my God. I want right? to know what happened after that conversation because it didn't end there. There's no way it ended there. There's no, no way. No, there's no way. Was it only in the preview or only in the trailer where Sam is, like, apologizing? In the ca- Or was that in the episode where the cow, like, kicked the bar oh. right next to Sam's head? And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. He's such a little boy. Oh, I know. Jesus. <laughs> that guy, the farmer, was like, just like. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that expression when he's apologizing for upsetting the cow enough to kick the bar next to him. I feel like the same facial expression was whatever, however old he was when he was talking about in waypoints that he went fishing and he caught a fish and he, then he realized he either had to kill it or put it back. (laughs) Sorry. And he puts it back (laughs) from then on. He fished with no bait on the hook because he didn't want to kill anything. I, so I, I, I'm sorry. I touched that teeth depriving your baby of milk. (laughs) In that moment, I understood. I, he spoke to me because I get made fun of a lot. (laughs) in my family on both sides, my husband's family and mine about the fact that I fish with no bait. I don't want to kill a worm or anything like that to put it on a hook. And I also don't want to hurt the fish, but I like the action. Like I like the ability to just to go out like casting. Yeah. I like to cast. (laughs) I like to like the ambiance and the quietness of it. You like the serenity. Yeah. But I don't want to catch a fish because I don't want to club it over the head or have to pull a hook out of it. Can you imagine you're just sitting here minding your business and then someone slides like your favorite drink your way. And then the minute you put it in your mouth, something like hooks you in the face and like drowns you. Cause that's like what we're doing to them. No, I have no, I, hook I have in no the idea face. what you're talking about. <laughs> like right now, as you drink that, all of a sudden there's like a fish hook in your mouth and somebody dunks you underwater where you can't breathe. <laughs> That's probably what the fish feels like coming up for air. Like, what the hell is this? I thought this was food. So yeah, I have a complex about it. I have to, I have to circle back because I almost, because I was laughing as I was taking a drink and deliberately, because you were talking about the fish hook and slide your favorite drink. But I think possibly one of my top three favorite moments of the weekend the tier that I was in, we had a private cocktail with the guys. And earlier in the day, Sam had talked about Scottish sports and how they, the Scottish sports just suck. They made a sport out of picking up a rock and like hurling it because <laughs> they don't have good sports. You know, they have the caber toss and oh, the, the lifting the rock and all that. So, yeah, the shot put. So like you pick up a rock, it's almost like combination of shot put and discus and you just like hurl the rock so later on during their private cocktail with with the guys somebody asked sam have you ever seen 
Robin Williams bit about the invention of golf in Scotland. And it's just, and she made this motion like bend down, pick up the golf ball and just hurl it. And Sam was drinking his gin and tonic. And I swear to God, he came so close to spitting it out <laughs> because he, he has seen that Robin Williams bit. And it was so funny. I just so I, love I, the, genu- the genuineness of that moment where she almost made Sam do a spit take because he was so in the moment. He was so present with us that it was just great. Just great. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking like, oh, like the shot put, right? And I then realized that the shot put is a sport that originated in Scotland. So never mind. <laughs> that, oh, I didn't yeah, know that. <laughs> it is a Scottish sport. That's where it came from. There's a lot of sports I, that are random I like that it. in track and field that have originated in places such as Scotland. But what else were we talking about? So they did the wine tasting and I oh, that was competitive. Wine test- they went yeah, competitive on that. <laughs> Merlot. The shine. Sugar in the wine. <laughs> the sugar in the wine. The sugar in the wine. You know, I do enjoy learning about drinks only because like outside of water, like, I mean, honestly, like that's the only thing you should be putting in your body. But we have at some point, I don't know when this happened. And maybe someone can tell me, when did we decide that water was just not enough? When we drank water, when somebody decided to roast these beans and filter and like grind them up and filter hot water or like through them. smash grapes and decide to make wine. Like how did, mm-hmm. how did, how did wine become a thing? How did people like, you know what? I bet if I put all of these herbs in some hot water and drink it, it'll make me feel better. Like <laughs> who came up with that? And so I, I think it's like a, you know, when you have those sommeliers, like you have, you have, you know, whiskey sommeliers, you have wine, you have all these different spirits that have like their expert their palate, their nose, like all these things, their knowledge, make them the expert. But my question is, who came up with that idea? When was water just not good enough? Because water is the thing that'll keep you alive. I'm going to say Jesus had something to do with it. Well, that's a good call. But probably right around the same time that somebody started getting diarrhea and dysentery from the water, and they had to find a way to disinfect it. So they started making ale. (laughs) I know, but like, how did they, I guess what I'm saying is like, how did somebody, somebody somewhere was like, one day they walk into their pantry and their grain for their flour or their bread is like bad. So they just said, you know what, I'm going to add some water to it and see if that fixes it and dry it out and see what happens. And they're like, oh, this liquid tastes, tastes pretty good. It was probably Noah and it had to do with the flood which flooded the grain warehouse and it just spun up from there. (laughs) That actually sounds like a plausible explanation. And I'm going to tell everybody that's how it went down. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to give you and Moses credit for discovering ale. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Yes, and now I'm at now I'm at the bottom of my old fashioned. From the oh, well, I'm bar. at the bottom of my cup <laughs> of wine since I have no wine glasses. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would talk about the segment of the food, but because I'm allergic to seafood, there was nothing appealing mm. about what I saw. 
But I was it telling looks, my husband, I was like, you know what? Fantastic. I know it did. And so I was like, you know what? One of these days I'm just going to be like, fuck it. Where's the EpiPen? I'm going in. I'm just going to see what happens. I did I once and I almost died. Can I be there? You can. Not because I want to see you like, almost die. You I will have, save you. Yeah. If you have first aid skills. But I do. Um, yeah. So me trying seafood when I lived in Bangladesh was when I found out that I was allergic to it. Ooh, and wow. it was not a fun experience for me. Uh, luckily, Wait. one of the guys on my team um, had some EpiPens. How old were you when you were in Bangladesh? I was 24, 25. And you had never tried seafood? Up until that point, no. I lived in Hawaii for like four years, five years. Up, until, I think I was in Hawaii for almost five, wow. six years. And I had never tried seafood. So this is the thing. I've only lived in areas that were landlocked, right? So I lived in Oklahoma, even when I was in DC, North Carolina, I never went, I've never lived in a place where seafood was like a main, people talked about going to like Red Lobster and shit like that. But one, I was too young. I didn't afford to go to Red Lobster or any of those type of places. And then I've never been exposed to it. So I didn't know about seafood. Is it only, is it? All fish, or is it shellfish, or is it uh, saltwater? No, seafood? because I've. So the thing is, is like freshwater fish, fine. Saltwater okay. fish, I cannot have. Not fine. So like the whole okay. time I was in Hawaii, I couldn't eat any of the food. When I lived in Indonesia, I couldn't eat any of the food. When I lived in Singapore, I couldn't oh eat God. any of the food. Yeah, any saltwater types of, just like nuts, like tree nuts, certain tree nuts, I can't eat. So. But I love oh, hazelnut so much. I'm willing to die for that shit. I love it. I like Brazil nuts. I love them all. I, I wouldn't take it that far, but that's just me. I mean, I just want to know you, what it tastes like. Now, just the, something as me, small as like lobster. Let me qualify that. I mean, if I was deathly allergic to hazelnuts, but Sam Hewen wore hazelnut cologne, I yes, would I would die. I would die for that. I would. <laughs> It, and I'd want people to understand, like it was a necessary death. It was. And it, it was, was done it. with honor. Yeah, it was done with yeah, honor. Done with yeah. And I am actually <laughs> dying a happy woman. So don't feel, don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't cry for me. Do not cry for me, Scotland. <laughs> don't cry for me, Inverness. <laughs> because uh, it was worth it. Um, uh, this is the cross I bear and the one I chose to fall on. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this, um, like real quick, I went to this survival training school and they were like, you have to eat off the land. So where our group got dropped off, we were like right near the ocean, but like we couldn't just run out there because then we get caught. So we'd set up like these little traps in the ocean and then they'd bring the food in or like there was like a little creek. They'd set up traps and everything yeah. they caught. It's like crawfish, shrimp. Uh -huh. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm going to starve. <laughs> I'm going to starve this whole time. It was a great weight loss plan. I lost like 40 pounds. Oh. I literally oh drank God. water. And then um, at one point, one of the instructors was like, hey, um, you're going to have to try to find some food. Otherwise, you're going to get <laughs> sick and we're going to have to drop you. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to kill a squirrel. I can't. I mean, if you guys are depending on me to survive, it's every man for themselves at this point. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm not killing anything. I'll eat. And then I was like, I'll eat some berries or I'll eat some roots because you can eat like, you know, different types of roots. But I was like, 
in the middle of winter and I'm like, everything's dead. <laughs> oh my do? God. It sucked, but I'm here. So obviously I made it. Obviously you made it. So you've reminded me of one more thing that, that happened during a whole, a group panel. Somebody submitted a question that was, if you were stranded on a desert Island, what is the one item? What is the one thing that you would take with you? And oh, by the way, you're naked. A pot. (laughs) Well, so Duncan goes first and he goes, he looks at Sam and Charles and he just says, pants. I would bring pants. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam is like, he's, he's got his, he's got his microphone right in front of him and he's looking and he's looking around and he's thinking, you can see him just like, you can see his brain working inside his head. And he looks over and he makes eye, can- eye contact with Gina, the organizer of the whole thing. And he's like, I would take Gina. And Gina's just like, yeah, bitch. She like <laughs> pretends to pull her wedding ring off and she throws it. <laughs> and she's like, later, she she was telling us the story later. And she, she's going, I know why he chose me. Because I know how to hunt and I know how to fish and I know how to cook. And he does it. He knows that he'd be like, Gina, what's for dinner? I mean, and she's like, ah, let me Gina, go catch a shark. I don't know. <laughs> Gina is his player and Bree mixed into one. That was the funniest fucking thing because the way that, that she tells the me. story is so fantastic. It's just like, yeah, I'll hunt something up for dinner. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, literally. Um, yeah, you don't want to take me. I am not, I'm not going to kill anything. I'll probably gather some vegetables or some fruit or some berries or some shit. And likely it will kill us because I don't know what to gather that will not poison us. <laughs> so it'll be like the I Hunger didn't, Games. <laughs> I didn't pay Three, attention. Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm the first person that gets blown up or killed. You will see my little thing float up into the sky like 15 seconds after the thing starts. They're like, what right? the fuck did Ivy do? She cut the tip of her finger off because she said, you know, this is stupid. I should do this a different way. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'd be something like, oh, there's an apple in a tree. And it says, like, there's like a hazard sign next to it. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's see what happens. (laughs) I live that way. I'm reckless. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, um, that was fun. I'm glad you had a great week or last weekend. And this weekend sounds like it's going to be even better. So while you're doing that, I'm going to try my best not to get blown over by these storms that are coming through. And uh, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I mean, I guess I'll just head West because apparently nothing's going on out there, but fun. So (laughs) (laughs) and. Yeah. And next week we have the, well, shoot, we're recording this on Wednesday, folks. So tomorrow night we have the season finale of Men in Kilts. I don't know how, I think that should have been a supersized episode. I'm just saying, because there's like the giant swing, there's rolling in the The inflatable balls, there's the mud bath thing, there's the bodyboarding down the rapids. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to just... This what an adrenaline know, rush this show has like been. They should have done more episodes. Well, yeah, of course they should have. Of course they should have. But that's you know, 
<laughs> Maybe they'll release all of the footage like behind the scenes. Oh my That'd God, that would be amazing. Can you know how much money they would make if they released all oh of the God. bloopers and the behind the scenes footage? Hell oh yes. Oh my God. I don't even know how they would do it because do people even watch like Blu-ray anymore? Or is I, it? I would, is it I would. It's Blu-ray. I would buy. Okay. I would buy a Blu-ray player just so I could watch the men and get. Yeah, Dude, I have never owned. Tell stars. This is what they need to do. Yes, they need to do like a special. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get on the horn and I'm gonna make some phone calls. So while I go do that, you um, go and enjoy the rest of your evening. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> yes. Have a great one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening. You can find us, follow and message us on Instagram at Outlander with Friends, and we love to hear from you. We're now available on all major podcast apps, and if you leave us a great rating, it helps more people find us. Listen next week for more TMI. Don't say we didn't warn you.